Hey everybody, welcome back to Being Human is Weird. Thank you for tuning in. It is just me again, and today is a little bit different because we're going to talk about weight loss, and it isn't usually something that I talk about, but even when it wasn't my profession, I was reading endlessly about and giving advice on diet and exercise. I've tried different things. I've had friends and family who have tried different things. Since that all happened, I've com basically completely changed my view on all of it. So today I've compiled what I and science, people on the internet, uh, believe to be essentially the proven steps to sustainable weight loss as far as eating is concerned for people who might be overweight but otherwise are healthy. So anybody with chronic conditions or illnesses, it may look differently. So anyway, hold tight. It's probably not what you're thinking. Okay, so first of all, we know that the diet part of weight loss is difficult. Exercise is tough in a physical exertion sense. Diet is a lot harder to stick to. You don't really plug it in for 15 minutes into your morning routine or something like that. And typically we're not comforting ourselves by having like a huge bowl of squats or sit-ups so anyway, these tips are tried and true, and at their core, they are not difficult to do or to understand, it's just hard to implement it. Tip number one is to eat more nutrient-dense foods. Nutrient density just means how many basically good beneficial things are in a food per its volume. So these high nutrient-dense foods would be things like fruit, vegetable, whole grains, healthy fats, and lean proteins. They're kind of like the bang for your buck foods. Sometimes these are higher in calories than their, I'm using air quotes here, low fat counterparts, but they're higher in nutritional value, especially with things like fiber and protein. And those two guys are very important when it comes to weight loss and overall health because they help us to stay full longer and they don't send our blood sugar on a roller coaster. So these types of things help prevent, treat, reverse things like type two diabetes. You're probably not going to overeat most of this stuff. So when I say that, I can feel people saying in their heads, but, 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 what about brown rice? It's higher in calories. Or what about quinoa? Or what about avocado? Whatever. Sure. But have you ever had a bad day and gone home and just thought, oh my God, I just want to binge a delicious bowl of plain millet with avocado on it? Probably not. All right, tip number two, don't eat as many low nutrient dense foods. I did not and will never say to cut them out, just eat less of it. These are high calorie, these are high sugar, there's hardly any nutrients. Low nutrient dense foods are the ones that we've all tried to cut out completely before and then binged on two days later. These are labeled as junk food. So again, you can have these foods, just don't be an asshole about it. You and I know from experience, like I just said, the more we try to eliminate, the more likely we are to binge. Tip number three, stop looking at dairy as the enemy unless you have some sort of intolerance or allergy. The internet says not to touch it. The internet says only drink it. I don't think that we need to go back to the days of got milk where we have to worry that our bones will turn to mush if we don't drink it. But if you like yogurt and cheese, have yogurt and cheese, but same with any foods, just don't overdo it. Tip number four, snack on normal amounts of fruits, vegetables, and protein, period. 
Protein is important. So we want to eat meals built around them three to four times a day. Very simple. A recommendation that I found to be the most helpful is getting around 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per pound of goal weight per day. Um, so for someone who weighs 200 pounds, you times 200 by 0.7, you get 140. You times 200 by 1, you get 200. So that range is 140 to 200 grams of protein per day for that person. It seems like a lot. It is a lot. Protein helps us lose weight. It helps us keep full. It helps us repair muscle. It's a superstar. Don't overthink it. A chicken breast is probably like 30 grams. Uh, here in America, chicken boobs are 50 times bigger than they are. So you probably get 50 to 60 in one of those honking ones. Easiest places to get protein, animal products, lean meats, um, dairy, and then beans, soy. So tofu, edamame, tempeh and protein powder. We have to stop telling ourselves to eliminate carbs. Just focus more on fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and less on refined sugar products, donuts, cakes, cookies, that kind of thing. We have to remember that weight loss at its core, it's about calories. If you can, it's available to you. It doesn't give you anxiety, doesn't make you crazy. Track your intake. I just use my fitness pal if I need to. Um, that's good enough. Don't obsess over it. Just use it as an awareness tool. See where you're at. I would recommend maybe doing five days, just tracking without judgment for five days. So something to keep in mind is that one pound of body weight is 3,500 calories-ish. You have to either burn or consume that much less over a period of time to lose one pound. A normal place to start is to just have 500 calories less than you would on a normal day for about a week to lose a pound. So when I say losing one pound a week, you may shake your head and look down and think that's not fast enough. Couple things, hard truth, faster than what you're doing currently, and it's really probably gonna be the only way you'll reach sustainable weight loss. A good rate is like a half pound to one and a half pounds per week, depending on how much weight you have to lose. That's why a tracker is nice. So again, track for five days, don't judge yourself, see where you're at. It takes time to lose weight. I've been working lately with people who aren't eating enough and I'm not allowed to tell them that, so we work through it. <laughs> but that can also stall weight loss, get you in a plateau, or you may not see any, any weight loss or any results. I'm saying this only because I feel like I can say whatever I want on this podcast. If at any point you are a healthy individual who does more than wake up in the morning and walk to the mailbox, if you are overweight especially, at no point should you be eating 1,200 calories without a doctor's supervision. A toddler needs 1,200 calories. Most people who are averaging 3,000 a day will cut to 1,200, lose a lot of weight really fast, get sick, and then gain it all back. I do not feel by any stretch that it is sustainable. Raise your hand if you get enough water. Both of mine are down. So here's what you do. Take your body weight-ish, cut it in half. That's how many ounces ideally you should be consuming. So a 200 pound person, 100 ounces of water. If currently you're sitting around 20 ounces a day, bump it up to 50, see what happens, and then go in increments from there but really try to stay hydrated and get your body going. It, it does wonders, it's unbelievable. And worst case Ontario, your face clears up. Speaking of drinking, uh, 
try your hardest not to drink your calories. Booze, pop, soda, if you're not from here in county, um, juice, sweet tea. Have a couple drinks a week, fine. Don't be an asshole. They're free-floating calories, free-floating inflammation you're inviting into your body. A margarita is something like 300 calories for one. And then after we have one or two drinks, we're not usually reaching for carrot sticks. They make sticking to a healthier lifestyle a lot harder. Have it if you want it, but if you have the option to cut back or stop drinking your calories, we are trying for progress here, not perfection. Shout out to Fulfill for that little tagline. So this is not diet related. Get more sleep. I know that you can't or you don't have time or house responsibilities, job responsibilities are keeping you from getting enough sleep. I know that you probably have a hard time falling or staying asleep or both. Focus your attention here if all of those other things sound way too shitty to even consider. Sleep should be and is truly a non-negotiable when it comes to living a decently healthy life. This can really mess with everything. It can screw up your hormones in a variety of ways, but it really does mess with the ones that signal your hunger and fullness cues. So that's why sometimes after a night of shit sleep or a year or a lifetime, we have no control over anything in the afternoon as it relates to food. We feel like a bottomless pit a lot of times, um, or we don't eat until 3 p.m. and then we binge for the rest of the afternoon. It really messes with a lot. We absolutely need sleep. Get as much as you can. To kind of recap, I would say number one most important thing, try to get more sleep. Drink more water eat more fruits and vegetables. If you're not following some sort of a vegetarian diet, you're probably getting enough protein throughout the day. But if you're not, make that a focus. Shoot for one gram of protein per body weight. This is when tracking comes in handy. A lot of us will say, well, that doesn't work for me, or I know what works for me. I just have to do it. This is the only thing that works for me. My metabolism, blah, blah, blah. Eat more lean protein, eat more fruits and vegetables, drink more water, get more sleep. Do that for a month, six weeks, eight weeks, and then see where you're at. If you're still having a really hard time and you still feel like shit, go see your doctor. I love you. If you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Being Human is Weird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you. So slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos. 